This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Team, you hate playing again. Yeah, uh, yeah I guess f***ing auto, I guess. <laughs> We're a team. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Sensitorian Overtaking Podcast. On today's episode, we are joined by Mason from the Habs Nightly Podcast, covering the Montreal Canadiens. Thank you for coming on, Mason. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Pretty good. You know, the whole COVID thing has been frustrating. I know you're back in school, so how's that been? Fucking shit, man. (laughs) Oh, man. I'm so happy I'm not in school right now. Yeah, online learning, is it's not the way to go. It's definitely not the way of the future. Not when there's this many people doing it? Uh, Yeah, just, uh, like, like, I think we were talking when it first started, the second day, the whole, like, e-learning website crashed. Yeah, just, I heard it, that they're been... not even, like, your mark can't go any lower than it already is. Yeah, my uh, my midterms are my mark, and it can go up but not lower. So oh, that's sick. Yeah, I I I tried to keep motivated. Worked for about two weeks after that. <laughs> Haven't done a thing since. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I heard that universities might be canceling the fall semester. Yeah. Um. I honestly, the, the one thing I've learned about COVID. And the whole situation is that you can't do any long-term planning, whether that's the NHL or school. Like it just, you got to live in the moment kind of like, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. It's frustrating though. It's so frustrating that you can't plan for the future during this. Yeah. Just cause you're not sure if it's going to be done in two weeks or two, two months. Like you have no idea. Yeah. I'm not, I'm excited for things to go back to normal. I'm excited for hockey to come back, which is why I brought you on to talk about Montreal and this 2014 format because the Habs alongside with the, the Blackhawks are the lucky group that get to be part of it. Lucky is definitely a loose term. Would, would you feel like, would you feel better knowing to be in the draft lottery or in the playoffs? Um, okay. Like from a logical perspective, I think I would much rather be in the lottery because like, let's, let's look at the, if you look at the odds, like if we got Matt on here to like run some stats or something, Montreal is more likely to win the draft lottery than they are the Stanley cup. True. But you know, it's hard to be mad that I get to watch playoff hockey. Even if it's in a hub city? It doesn't matter, you know. I, I haven't watched playoff hockey in a while. So, uh, it'll be exciting. And I think Carey Price is going to make it interesting. Hey, I but, mean, yeah. make it interesting enough for players not to want to play him in a three-game series. Yeah, I think, three. I think that just shows how much players respect him around the league. You know, Carey Price has not been a statistical monster by any means the last few seasons. But clearly, players still regard him as – Maybe not the best goalie in the game, but as 
as an elite goalie. So that was cool. Definitely someone who can, and if you just need to win two out of three games, he's definitely someone who can do that. Yeah. And talk about a guy with a chip on his shoulder, right? Never won a cup, been with, you know, Montreal, the hockey franchise. Like, I feel like he really wants it bad. And it'll be interesting to see if he can, because if we're going to make it past the pens, it's going to be on the shoulders of Carey. So it'll be interesting to see. Honestly, I would love to see it happen because Pittsburgh doesn't deserve Matt Murray or any success right now. <laughs> um, so anyone who beats them, I'm going to be happy. Yeah, for sure. I That's what I love about the five-game series because three games is just luck. You know, it's just luck. Whoever wins – like winning two games means nothing. That Having to win that extra game, like – it, obviously, anything can still happen, but it'll mean a little bit more too. I love, I love that the NHL has done that. Yeah, I mean, I think the three-game series or the the best of five is the best way to get it because I feel best of seven for a plane is too long, but best of three is too short. Yeah, exactly. So the, they hit it right on the nail there. Like, I hope so. I mean, we'll definitely like time will tell on yeah. if they actually did it or not. I mean, in the end, no, you're not going to make any like everyone happy. I think people are going to bitch and complain. People are going to say there's an asterisk. But at the end of the day, whatever team wins, they're not going to care. They won the Stanley Cup. They're not going to give a shit. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I don't think the cities are going to care. Yeah, exactly. The fans won't care. Yeah, so I, uh, I mean, I won't care who wins. Well, I mean, that's not true. I will care who wins it, but I, it's not going to devalue what the rank, like what the cup means. Yeah, exactly. That that's the point I made. Me and uh, Benders were talking about it on Habs Nightly, just a few hours before we recorded this, and I made the point of you know everyone gives the Raptors championship an asterisk because Katie was injured and Clay was injured, and Kawhi was there, but if you saw Toronto the night they won, no one cared. They were happy. Yeah, there's no reason for anyone to care. You know, a championship's a championship. You know, I think you can put a asterisk around any championship if you look hard enough. You know, yeah. Dallas, the 99 Cup for Dallas. That's probably the one that, that's the biggest question mark or asterisk in pro sports history. Mm-hmm. Is, is Hall's foot in the crease. Still debated to this day. I mean, his foot was in the crease. I don't think anyone, I don't think you can really debate it. It was just the wrong call. I think people debate whether or not it affected it, though. I mean, unfortunately, the rules don't matter at that point. Yeah. I mean, I would be okay to bring, see them bring back the in the crease rule. It would make goaltender interference super easy. Anything – okay, I'm fine with any rule. I know it's a little off topic because we're talking about the playoffs, but anything other than what they have now regarding goaltender interference. Goaltender interference is the same as the catch. You don't know what the hell it is. Yeah, like just make a rule, and I even if I hate it, I'll be happier than not having any clue what goal interference is. Yeah, basically – I would love at least, even if it's bad, if it's consistent, you can't complain. Yeah, it's inconsistency that I hate. You can have a bad ump in baseball, but if he's consistent, you know what to expect. 
Yeah. And I think that's the problem with the with the NHL. And I mean, I called out Wes McCauley like a week ago and a bunch of his fanboys jumped in and was like, uh, he could do so much. Like, you, it's not like you could do any better, this, that, and the other thing. And I'm just like, you're probably the same people who yell at players for like missing a shot or something. And it's, you know, they can be not the best, but as long as they're consistent, you know what you're getting out of them. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. I feel like rules, that's, that's a completely different episode. Oh, that, that's a series. It's a series. That's when we have like, full, that's like a Patreon episode. <laughs> yeah. You could go on and on and on about NHL rules. It's so bad. They, they are probably some of the worst in pro sports. Nothing touches the NFL, though. I'll say that. Nothing touches the NFL. <laughs> yeah, well, the NFL is in its own own world, own reality. <laughs> but you know what? You know what? I think the thing that irks me is the uh, EA Sports, like NHL 20, has more consistent calls than real-life hockey. <laughs> Even though it's actually terrifying. Stuff. Yeah. You make a point. At least in an NHL 20, you know, if you poke check, it's, it's a trip. Yeah, like nine times oh, out of ten, it's a, it's a trip. Yeah. Or you try to stick lift, and next thing you know, you're slashing the guy, and you have no control over it. <laughs> I just – I think, like, the NHL – I think – okay, I think missed calls are part of sports. I think – that 99 Stanley Cup one, like you're talking about, like debate it whether you not whether or not his foot was in the crease. I, I think most people agree it was. Whether or not it affected it, whatever. It was a blown call. But I, I do think blown calls are part of sports. I think my issue, and I think your issue mainly is like just the fucking little things that just there's no consistency on it. I, I can't tell if it's a blown call because eight different reps have eight different opinions on it. Yeah, basically. I don't know how many times I've seen a slash get called by one guy and the exact same slash not get called by a different guy. And they're in the same game. Well, that Crosby slash on... Mathot? Yeah, where it basically took his finger off. Yeah, I don't... I don't even think that was a penalty. No, it wasn't. Like, (laughs) that's ridiculous. It was ridiculous back then. It's ridiculous now. I just brought up an old wound. I mean, not really, because, like... I mean, um, look at, like, a champ. Yeah, I mean, Mathot is a trooper, not even going to lie. But I wasn't even mad, because it wasn't malicious. Like, I think that's the thing, is if you watch that slash, it's not like he was trying to rip off a part of his finger. He just... It was a slash gone. It was a hockey play gone wrong, because yeah. if it, if he's two seconds earlier, it hits the sticks and breaks his stick. And it's so I know a lot of Suns fans were just like pissed off at Crosby for it, but it was accidental. It's not like he he hacked him. So yeah, but it, it was a penalty, and I oh, think easily that's the issue. 
it's but it was the same thing with like Chera for a couple of years. He was flinging player sticks out of their hand and very rarely getting called for it. And then one ref did it and it just started a trend. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think the NHL needs to focus less on like gimmicky all-star shit and more on, you know, this is the rules. This is how we play. Yeah, but like, it stops yeah. scoring and they want all the scoring in the world. Uh, yeah, I They say that and then they implement things like the uh, offsides and like the new reviewing system, which just totally slow down the game. Yeah, well, the new the new um, proposed system or offside is actually relatively interesting because it's they're going to make it kind of like the goal line where it raises, and as long as uh, we have like you have your foot's on that or in that area, you'll be good. Yeah. As long as long as there's just consistency to it, I don't care. Just I need I need something. Yeah. Consistent officiating will go a long way in a lot of things. And I'm not I don't know. I don't think that the NHL's anywhere near consistency. Which is unfortunate. Yeah, definitely. Sorry for my cat right there. Holy hell. <laughs> um, but back to this 24-player team format, or 24-team format. Um, what, what's something you're – outside of Montreal, obviously, what's a matchup that you're looking forward to? Ooh, there's actually a few good ones. Like, especially at West, you've got Vancouver, Minnesota. And, like, that's not a that's not a huge, like, I don't think it's a huge rivalry that's in the spotlight, but there's a, a decent rivalry that's been getting to develop there. So I think that'll be a fun game. Or not game, series to watch. Um, I, I don't know. I think I'm definitely going to watch the, the Leaf series, too. I just have a feeling that Columbus is going to beat them. I'm just going to love watching these fans cry. Oh, yeah. I've been talking about Anderson going to Ottawa next summer. <laughs> that would be a kick in the balls. Oh, man. It would be great. I would. Oh, it'd be so good. Um, if the this se- Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, just the, the series I'm not interested in is that Nashville-Arizona series. I feel like it's going to be so bad. I Yeah, I think it's going to be boring. Like, I can't think of, like, players that I really enjoy watching on either team. I mean, I like I want to see how bad, do, like, Duchesne and Turris do. <laughs> like, I, I just, like, Nashville has the most boring star players. That's for sure. Like Peck Rene is amazing, but he you, he's never talked about in the upper echelon of goalies because he's boring. Yeah, he's very old school when it comes to like he's very conservative in his play. He doesn't really do anything flashy, except in the playoffs when he lets in eight goals per game. 
chokes it. That's ridiculous. But I don't know. I feel that that Toronto series is the one I think everyone's looking forward to. Oh yeah. That, that's what I was getting at. If Toronto loses that, did they technically, they didn't even lose in the first round. They lost in the zero round. Yeah. That's, technically they don't even make the real playoffs. That's just hilarious. I love that. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I feel if, if Toronto doesn't even make the, like the, the, the first round, <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know what to, to say at that point. The joy like, that will be brought to my heart. Oh, easily. Uh, easily. But what do you do if you're Toronto? Where do you go from there? Uh, oh, I don't know. I think uh, I think Matthews is one, overrated, and yes. two, not – at least not yet, he hasn't shown the capability. Like, he's still young. He, he can develop it. He hasn't shown the capability to lead a team to playoffs. Yeah, and I mean, I said it on the Devils podcast, and was that if you switch Eichel or McDavid with Matthews in Toronto, they are an actual cup contender team. They're a like a top two contender with Freddie Anderson. If Eichel or McDavid had a goalie like Anderson who could keep the puck out of the net after they put in a few goals per game, they're unstoppable. Yeah, because I mean, even even if you put Eichel in Toronto and put Matthews in Buffalo, Eichel has more success than he's had in Buffalo. You put him on. You put him with. Line mates like Neilander and Matt Marner, game over. It would it would be series match over. Like it'd just be done. Like you put McDavid with those two guys, game over. Mm-hmm. I, I that was fucking franchise man. Like I don't understand how a franchise can ruin such promise so quickly so many times yeah because it wasn't like they were bad heading into the uh into the lockout and then they came out and they just shot the bed i don't understand how they did it uh trading taylor hall for adam larson has got to be one of like the biggest blunders in NHL recent history. I don't think so. Considering what's happened with New Jersey with Hall and Larson was a steady presence for or has been a steady presence for Edmonton. I don't know if it's that bad of a trade. I here's my issue with it. I think with Taylor Hall like he went on to win the heart. Obviously, the devil still sucked, but whatever. Um, I think if you keep Taylor Hall in Edmonton, you you don't lose. You don't run into the issue of do we play dry style with McDavid or do we play dry style by himself? 
because you're you're going to play him on his own line. McDavid has that bonafide superstar player to play with. And I just think the other factors, like, what is Adam Larson – I'm not sh- shitting on Adam Larson. I think he's a quality defenseman. But what has he done to really improve Edmonton? Like, they're no better than they were before. I mean, defensively they are. Offensively, though. But I, Yeah, they're just in the standings, they haven't improved. No, but I mean, to be fair, they've also lacked depth in the four. Like, I don't know if trading Taylor Hall made it. They made them better, or but they didn't make it worse at the same time. Signing Lucic is what really hurt them. Ugh, I just blowing the potential of Nugent Hopkins and Yakupov didn't help either. Yeah, I mean, Nugent Hopkins has steadily turned into, like, a top-nine player, though. He, Yeah, but I, I stand by, I think, them, because he was small when he played his rookie year. I think oh. that has just stunted his growth so much. Both him and Yakupov should have been sent back to junior. Yeah. So should have Hall. Like, you weren't going to win I mean, anytime soon. Hall worked out, thankfully, but... <laughs> But that entire organization was and has still been. Both them and Toronto are just head scratchers. At least Toronto's like I'll give Toronto credit. They've they built a team that on paper looks like it should win. And we know they won't. I mean Edmonton hasn't even been able to do that. <laughs> like outside of Dry Style and McDavid. You know that you know that even on paper they don't look like they're gonna win. Yes, but hasn't Edmonton had more playoff success than Toronto? Did Edmonton win a playoff series with David? I, I think so. Twenty seventeen playoffs, I think. I think this is when they, they lost to Anaheim, but I can't remember if it was in the first or the second round. I I'm drawing a blank right now. I'm gonna look it up real quick. Yeah, they lost in the second round in Game Seven. There you go. It was that butchered game. Like it was that one game where like refs were just crap. Yeah, but yeah, yeah new. No. <laughs> like the only thing consistent about them is their inconsistency, which isn't good. Yeah. Well, you know, Anaheim beat Calgary four nothing. Was that the same year? That uh, uh, San Jose got robbed, or was it? Just, no, San Jose robbed um the Golden Knights. No, no, this was when San Jose got bumped by Edmonton. Oh, okay. This was when Toronto was like first made the playoffs. Yeah, this was 2017. Okay. Yeah, this is when like uh, Toronto lost to Washington and Ottawa went to the conference finals. And um, lost in game seven in double overtime. That was such heartbreaking. Yeah. But, you know, uh, Edmonton's had more success technically in the playoffs than Toronto has. That's just sad. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I, I, I don't know what that team, like what that organization really needs to do. Uh <laughs> Which one? 
Toronto. I think they should have kept Lou for starters. He was the oh, one. Easily. Who I Kyle Dubas is just a nerd. Like he's I don't know. He just seems like a nerd who likes numbers. Yeah, he, he hasn't. None of his moves have worked out. Everything that he has, Lou put there. Yeah, that's true. His only move has been Tavares, Muzzins, CC, and Barry. Barry, yeah, and Campbell. Let's, yeah, let's be honest though. If Tavares was going there, no matter what, <laughs> he was. He would had his eyes set on Toronto, his hometown. Yeah, and thanks to him, you know, Ottawa got the. We'll have the top five pick. In this two top five picks in this year's yeah. draft, we got to talk about that now. I know you're probably super happy about it, but I just want to hear you acknowledge how bullshit fucking is that you and De- fucking Ottawa and Detroit have guaranteed, basically guaranteed picks for no reason. <laughs> well, that's not true. It's kind of like yes and no because they haven't actually decided on what the hell is happening with the draft. Ideally, it's you miss the playoff or you lose the play-in round and everyone, that there's a full lottery, but you can only move up a max of four spots. And for Sens fans, it's ideal if like the, the Islanders are like between nine or between 12 and eight, because that way they can move up from to to eighth to fourth or anywhere in between kind of thing. And we would have like three picks in the top 10. You can't tell me that I'm just, you cannot tell me Ottawa is that much worse than Montreal that they deserve. (laughs) Almost guaranteed. Montreal is awful. We were horrible. Hey, I mean, hey, you guys fit. You guys finished twelfth in the East. We finished fifteenth. Oh, what? Okay, but what irks me is that, like, Montreal has basically no chance of the first overall pick, and Buffalo has like a decent chance. We only we were only three points ahead of Buffalo, and we had two more games played. Yep. Like they could have, we could have easily been worse than them. We probably were, but no, we just got shafted. I mean, depends on how you look at it, right? Um, like we're, in, I'm sorry, like I'm a house fan. I, I'm gonna cheer for them, but we're not winning the cup. It, it's not gonna happen. I mean, even if you made it as a wild card team, very rarely you're gonna win the cup. And this is worse. This is like, I, I don't think you can compare this to anything. Nope. But you can't compare this entire situation to anything. Uh, this would be like if you took like, just, ah, uh, no, I can't compare it to anything. I'm just not going to try. Yeah, you can't. You can't compare the situation to anything that anyone else has experienced because there's nothing like it. Yeah, and that's why I kind of feel for the NHL executives because, you know, like they're going, they're trailblazing here. They don't know what the hell they're doing. And they have to act like it. At least I can admit I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. 
But yeah. they have to put on a facade to do. They have to pretend or try getting something set up for everyone to to have some conclusion of the season. But and make up lost revenue. Oh my god! Sorry, I'm looking at the, how the fuck did Detroit have 39 points? Oh yeah, De- Detroit was bad. <laughs> Realistically, I would be okay, kind of okay, if Detroit was just locked in at number one. I just I feel bad for Lafreniere. Oh my god! Yeah, because at least with Ottawa, he can contend in like two years. Yeah, and just you know the French influence you know what I, I was really disappointed because I wish the draft was still in Montreal because it would be hilarious for Ottawa to win the first overall pick with San Jose's pick because fuck San Jose and have to <laughs> and pick Lafreniere in Montreal I just it'd be great you can't even lie though if Montreal had have won that, it would have been a perfect story. People would have claimed rigged so badly. Oh, so badly. But, like, I just mean, we have not had a francophone bonafide superstar in so fucking long. No, you tried trading uh, Sergeyev for it, and it hasn't worked out. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, ownership. <laughs> I mean, Drew Ann's good. I, he has had injury issues. I, I've, that trade has pissed me off less and less. As Sergachev does kind of play with like three all, literally three all-star defensemen. So I could put up points with him too. Uh, but honestly, the fact that Ottawa can the best, the best situation for Ottawa is one, three, and four. It's fantastic. Oh, no. <laughs> the wor- I think the worst thing about that, too, is how many of those top 10 picks are going to be in the Atlantic. Ottawa. Detroit. Detroit Boston, uh, Buffalo and Montreal. Yeah, it's brutal. So five. Minimum of five top 10 picks are going to be in the Atlantic. And uh, could be and more of the Islanders. <laughs> yeah, who knows? The Islanders slot in somewhere in there. We got six and three of them to one team. Oh man, it's gonna be great. <laughs> and somehow Tampa will still end up with the two best players from the draft because fuck everyone else. They only have one pick. They don't even have a pick. No, but Tampa. I don't know. Tampa just seems to fucking get lucky and just have these players fall into their laps so they can dominate and break regular season records and then just choke it in the playoffs. True. I mean, they don't have a first-round pick, so they're going to have to get lucky in the second round, and I don't know if they can pick a Kucherov again. No, I, I wouldn't put it pat. Didn't Wasn't Braden Point the second round, too? He was like a third or fourth-round pick. Oh. Oh, it's disgusting. Pasternak was a late first. The Atlantic is going to be, like, it's been the central for so long. I think the Atlantic is coming. I don't trust Buffalo or Florida. True. They'll find a way to muck it up. But I think 
Eichel's gonna get to, he's gonna drag Buffalo into the playoffs one year. It's gonna happen. Oh, easily. Him and Reinhardt. Him, Reinhardt, Olafson and, and Skinner are just gonna power through it. Yeah, Skinner kinda had a shit year though. Yeah, but I mean surprised. I also don't think Kruger was using him properly. No, that's true. I know I mean Skinner's been one of those guys who's been so consistent. Throughout his whole career, yeah, I just I don't like Kruger. I think getting rid of uh, Housley was a bad idea. I don't mind Kruger. I just I don't know if he works with Eichel. Yeah, I don't think so either. I don't think a lot of people work with Eichel. Eichel, oh, I don't get it. I like Eichel is so good, and just. Uh, like, I don't know. He doesn't seem like a bad guy. He seems to have the work ethic. He seems to want to win. He just, I don't know if it's just Buffalo or, I don't know. I mean, Buffalo seems to kill people. You look at, like, Palmenville, Drury, all them. If you've ever been to Buffalo, you'd understand. I really don't want to go to Buffalo. Buffalo is such a gross city. It's awful. I believe it. I I definitely believe that. Like I would go to New York. I don't want to go to Buffalo. I want to go to New York. I mean, I feel like New York's also pretty gross. <laughs> yeah, I I got to say though, something about the garden, like you True. can't beat that vibe. The garden is something else though. I, I will admit, I feel like the garden is a completely di- different atmosphere. Yeah, it definitely. But I think I think that'll be all for today's episode. It was fantastic. It was a good yeah. one. Nice to have something to talk about, honestly. Yeah, that's for sure. Even even if there's so many questions surrounding it, it's nice to be able to have something to talk about yeah like i don't know thanks for having me on man like i i find this stuff you know like it's for the fans the guys you guys listening but uh i enjoy it too because honestly what else am i gonna do with my time now i just just sit at home yeah no that's fair i i feel that that's why i got into a new podcast oh yeah what's that i do a cfl podcast Oh god, the CFL. <laughs> uh, that's a that's a topic very different discuss like a different discussion. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But yeah, thanks for having me on. There. Hey, no problem. Thank you for coming on. Hopefully, we have answers to a to whatever's happening over the next couple of weeks. So, where can people find you? Uh, you can follow me at Habs Nightly on Twitter, and uh, you can also check out the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter. And uh, co-host Bayou Benders, you guys probably know him. He talks to Shane on the New Jersey Devils podcast, but uh, he's also the co-host on Habs Nightly. Man's really fucking busy. You can follow him. Follow him at Bayou Benders on Twitter. Nice little shout out for Benders. <laughs> yeah, you done. <laughs> Thank you for coming on. Thank you guys for listening. As always, you can find me on Shane underscore Ryan 97 or since turning over taking 92. 
Stay safe. Have a wonderful one. We'll see you next Sunday or Monday. <laughs>